the WeatherTight Windows Studio. My name is Drew. Uh, Pronounce with the hoe. It's in your face with Drew Garabo. I'll write it and we'll do it long. Ooh, okay, you hear to her fierce. From the 102.5 The Bone Studios in St. Petersburg, Florida, it's Drew Garabo, live. Before I left, so welcome to Drew Garabo Live. I am John Senning. 
my good buddy Corey Cardinal hanging out with me this afternoon. So happy you're back. Buddy. Oh, it feels. Uh, I gotta say, it legitimately uh, feels good to be back. Uh, Danielle will be joining us a little bit later in the show. As always, shout out uh, to our hero, the man, the myth, the legend, Drew Garabo. Uh, we love you and uh, can't wait uh, for your return to Drew Garabo live. <sighs> oh. But I actually, I do, uh, I do feel good. I did. I will tell you this. I didn't know. Sometimes, and I know that you don't take time off, so I don't know that you'll ever know this feeling, <laughs> but when you've taken time off, you know, the, that end of vacation feeling, uh, it can creep on you and it can linger on you. And I think it's probably just a sign uh, that, I, that I like my job, uh, that I didn't have that feeling at all this time. I'm glad to be here. Uh, glad to be back. Had a... Um, Dude, I think this was one of the best trips I ever took. Yeah, yeah, and it's I'm very uh, I'm a prisoner of the moment. Very often, I think after I go anywhere, I feel that way that I that I love that place and and that I would uh you know give up everything to move there. I felt that way last summer when I went to Michigan, and I I don't know if I want to move to the mountains right now, but definitely one day, definitely okay. one day, I think uh, I think that my life was meant to be in the mountains somewhere. You definitely, str- I mean. You you emanate everything Florida man, yeah. But you are definitely a mountain man, yeah. At heart, you look like a mountain, yeah. Man. And there's something, and you know, who it's it's hard to know what emotions are real and and what aren't. But when I'm in the mountains, I feel I feel like there's that little added piece yeah. to my to to my being when I'm up there. And uh, we had an amazing trip. We left last Thursday morning, uh, bright and early. I'll br- I'll take you through all of my meals and yes. all and all of the yes. highlights. Um, we left yesterday or last Thursday morning, bright and early. And I was terrified. I mean, you turn on the news. The airports are a disaster. Yeah. If you just believe what you read, every single flight uh, is is to be canceled. Uh, luckily, I think we we left a little bit later than we were supposed to, but not majorly. We were uh, we were up and out. We had an Uber pick us up. You know, you got to count every single uh, notch as a win in yeah. the travel column. The fact that an Uber showed up and took us to the airport. Uh, the first night we got there, so we get to Denver and uh, we stayed one night in the city in the uh, in the Rhino District is what it's called. All right. So Corey Cardinal, let's do a test on how good you know John Senny. Oh, uh, we land. Uh, we get the rental car, which uh, our, our new thing now is if we go somewhere and rent a car, I, I, I try to have it be a Jeep, especially okay. oh, for something yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, we had the Wrangler for the, you know, to cruise the mountains with the top down. So after we get the uh, after we get the rental vehicle, uh, how well do you know John Senning? What was the first stop after that? I don't know. I would be so, somewhere to get something something to eat. Absolutely. It's not food, no? but it's something that you might want to do before you eat. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so okay. we, we we visited the. Uh, I forgot where we were. Exactly. Also. <laughs> in in uh, we visited the the local uh, establishments to stock up on everything that you might want for yeah. a, a four day venture uh, into the mountains. I saw you uh, had some sort of lemonade. Yeah, man. I have to say, I. I, I have my card. I'm right. legit in the state of Florida. And sometimes when I go into certain places, I'm like, oh, there's a lot to handle here. But you go into those places in, in Colorado. I I can't even cope with it. I can't really? even deal with it. And I mean, it's I don't know if it sends my ADD or what it is into a, just a frenzy, but I am I can't focus. They're trying to ask me what I like. I don't right. know what to tell them. I'm just pacing around in circles. I don't know. I like drugs. Yeah. So so obviously stocked up there or, and went back a few times to uh, shout out to the folks over at Lemonade. Lovely people. And um, that we stayed in the coolest hotel that first night. It's called The Source. I guess it's it's a new area, this Rhino District. And it had a food hall in the uh, in, in, in the hotel. Ooh. So that was nice to be able to kind of just scoop my way around, uh, you know, the world in the food hall whenever yeah. I wished. So uh, what was our first meal in, in Colorado? Oh, yeah, we, uh, we went. Everything there 
and I love this, the Southwest influence of food. You know, here in Florida, it's a little different. I think it's everywhere where when you go out for a Mexican meal, like you're going for a Mexican meal. It's yeah. not that it's a, that it's uh you know specialized, but you go for that out west and in Colorado specifically. Everywhere is a little bit of, of Southwest flair. A little bit of Mexico and everything. Yeah, green chili is the Colorado official food. I don't know if okay. that is, but you can get a bowl of green chili everywhere you go. Love and it. I did, and, and I certainly did. Um, so we went and had some uh, tacos. Now we get there, and it was immediately a smack in the face uh, that this city and that this state had just won the Stanley Cup. Oh, <laughs> because man. You get I off, forgot. You get off the airplane and and there it is, the big, bold, uh, bright banner, you know, congratulations to the Avalanche, you did it, whatever it may be. And uh, we were, you know, for the first couple hours right in the mix of the, uh, of the parade, and I couldn't, it was a bizarre feeling. Okay. It was just a really, really bizarre feeling to have, have witnessed our city go through that, uh, you know, for the last two years, and then to be there in the midst of that. I didn't have any anger or sadness, more just bizarreness. Like it was just, it was just so weird right. to be so far from home and watching these people uh, celebrate the way the way that they were. I mean, I will tell you this ten times over: Tampa, Tampa parties way harder. We bring it, yeah. Tampa brings it. I, I, we were kind of noticing the time, and I think it was getting to be about noonish, maybe noon or one, and uh, and, and everybody was falling out. Like you could oh. just see that everybody <laughs> was clearing out, and I'm thinking, if we're in Tampa. This party is this party is just getting started. Yeah, the it, second wave starts in two hours. It really, it really did. But uh, you know, everybody that we that we happened to uh, chat with or see was very, very kind. And Good. I won't say that I'm happy for them, but it's nice to see. It's nice to see people happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm sorry that it had to come at the expense of the uh, of the lightning. Uh, but but it was it was definitely an interesting thing to witness. Oh, the the, the other funny thing that i noticed was the weather was crazy and i don't know what the average colorado summer weather is like but it would go from being 74 to 90 in the span of 20 minutes it just would be windy and then all of a sudden it would be rain and then the sun would be shining so that uh the i think it was right when they were doing the big finale of their parade uh a storm rolled through and i mean it was it was a storm. I mean, there was some rain. It was right. it was nothing serious, nothing that touches uh, an afternoon storm here in uh, in Tampa. And we were back at the hotel, and there was a lot of people staying there who had been to the parade and stuff. And they were all going on and on about how the, the weather and how they couldn't understand that they didn't stop the, them on stage for the weather. And all I could think about was last year. With Yanni Gord out on a uh, on a titanium pole, uh, celebrating in one of the worst summer storms that we've yep. had uh, in Tampa. So it was funny to see how uh, you know scared and worried they were about partying in the storm. Another thing that that here locally in Tampa. I just don't think people care about. That just happens all the time. That's so funny. Did you wear any lightning gear while I, you were? I out had there? lightning gear uh, when we landed. When nice. we landed, okay. okay. And walking the streets because any looks, bit, any comments, nothing. No, no, not even a uh, not even a little bit. It, and it was. Uh, I'm trying to think. I didn't see. Now, coming back, uh, when we flew back, there was quite a bit of avalanche gear coming back, but I didn't notice a lot of lightning gear on the flight there uh, at all. So, uh, But everybody was uh, everybody was very friendly. We, we kept it pretty low-key on our first day. Like I said, we had the food hall, so we did uh, this place called Smoke. Uh, it was a barbecue okay. spot. And it's supposedly, I didn't recognize any of the names, but all the restaurants are like celebrity chefs started these places. Nice. So uh, had a delicious brisket sandwich uh, with some mac and cheese that may have been some of the better mac and cheese. A white mac and cheese. Oh, which you know, not I wouldn't always think that a white mac and cheese, uh, not to bring you know race of mac and cheese into it, uh, could be could be on the upper echelon. 
It's some of the best mac and cheese I ever had. I would say superior sometimes. Oh, really? You're, so, yeah. You're not afraid of a white mac? A white mac could be far superior to yeah. the other kind. So uh, the next day we got up, and that was the big Red Rocks day. So we oh. drove into the uh, we drove up into the mountains. We stayed in Evergreen, which if you're ever going on a trip to uh, to Colorado uh, and you want to be in the mountains but not too far out of the city, uh, I would say that's one of the best spots to stay. The Evergreen, Evergreen had this cool little downtown area, um, and it was it was just amazing. We checked into our Airbnb around three and then had enough time to get ready and go to red rocks and uh dude i gotta tell you it seems cliche because people just say oh it's a bucket list thing you gotta go there i tried for days to think of the words that i would use to explain it in a way that is different than anybody else um it was absolutely magical it was majestic in 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 every word i could use to describe how beautiful and mind-blowing uh the experience of red rocks was and (laughs) one of the funny things people had told me be careful how hard you tailgate. Be careful how hard you party before the show. Because of the altitude? Well, the altitude, I had already gotten a rude awakening okay. from the first night. Because, you know, I thought I could, uh, you know, hang like I would normally hang. Right. And I would just put me down on the first night we were there. <laughs> so, but but the, the altitude is higher up at Red Rocks. And not only that, the altitude is a bit higher in the venue from where you park. Okay. So we, we had parked, you know, in the normal parking lot and we have some friends, uh, friends of the family that live in Denver. So we met up with them and tailgated with them first. And I will tell you, they kept saying the whole time trying to warn me. Cause you know, yeah. you, you know how I can be, I know how uh, you can be, you know how I can get and how I can be. Uh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to, you don't want to take that much. You don't want to drink that. You don't want to do that. And, um, I didn't have any major regrets, but the, the walk, from where you park into the venue is nothing short of serious. Are, are you literally hiking? Oh, you are. I mean, you are. First, there's a there's a first hike that is just a, a a hill, and you're just like, okay, I can manage going uphill for a while, right? And then you get to another area, uh, and there's a man there, and he's like, hey, you come this way, and it it was it was straight up a mountain. Now there were stairs, there were rugged stairs. But there was a lot of them, and, and and it was very hot. We, I had to stop probably no less. I don't know how many stairs were on this mountainside. No less than ten times. I mean, I was pull over for a like breather. Half, halfway through, I'm just thinking, I'm gonna die on this mountain. I'm like this is where it ends for me. This is this is the end oh. of my life. Um, finally, we make it up to the venue, uh, and when you walk in there, dude, it is just uh, it just takes your breath away. I mean, just seeing just just. When you get into the venue, you're pretty much looking out over the entire, you know, valley that includes Denver and everything yeah. and surrounded by mountains. And it was beautiful. Uh, Article Sound System, who we love and are friends with, they opened the show and uh, were great. You could feel the emotion just coming off of them being their first time there. And uh, from that from that point on, it was uh, it was a hell of a night of, of music. I took a picture, a couple videos, too, that I posted on my Instagram at the John Senning. Uh, when the second band was on, who really kind of blew everybody's minds, Tribal Seeds. I know them. I know of them. I like some of their songs, but they blew my mind. Uh, when they were playing, a little bit of a spritz came down in this freaking rainbow, just shot out from behind the mountains, and it was uh, it was it was fairy tale like. I was I was following your your videos yeah. and, and posts all weekend. so yeah. it, it looked beautiful. It, it really was, and and obviously Dirty Heads headlined, mm-hmm. and I don't. I've been trying to figure out what time they were supposed to come on. We knew that something was not right because it was uh, Article, Sound System, Tribal Seed, Soja, and then Dirty Heads. And it got to be like an hour and 20 minutes after Soja and Dirty Heads had not come on yet. So people were getting a little uneasy and they didn't tell anybody what was going on. 
I don't know how long their set actually was supposed to go. I don't know how what well, you know how much of a hard out they have there for sound. Uh, but I guess they they announced right before they came on that there were uh, there was high winds and they were worried that the screens uh, were going to go flying onto the stage. Uh. So they got. I didn't notice the set being super short. I mean, it felt. I mean, they played for a good two and a half, two and a half hours. So Damn, I didn't think that it uh, that it seemed like it got cut short. But um, man, and then and then leaving there. We made the decision. You can Uber, uh, but we made the decision to not do that. Okay. So by the when we got back to the car, the plan was to just crash out. So that, that that's what yeah. we did. We just we uh, posted up in the car for about two and a half hours. <laughs> went to sleep. Uh, it had some munchies. Just kind of hung out there for almost yeah. It was almost three hours, and then made the drive back after uh, you know getting cleared up. That's but, the plan, man. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was amazing. And then from there, we moved to a different Airbnb uh, that was. Um, Dude, this was the this was the moose one. Is this the one? Okay, this was the moose one. Oh man, this is the one I'm excited for. Well, let me. Well, well, let me just go ahead and tell you. We didn't see a moose. No. Yeah. Oh, we didn't see a moose. The but, one that went on and on and yeah, on and on yeah, and on. Yeah. Yeah. You will, I, you will definitely yeah. see a moose here. And, and, and I will tell you, she. This is so. We the first Airbnb was awesome, and it was a little closer to town, and it had amazing views, and it was just it was beautiful. But the second one was really the headliner because they live on this property right. uh, that is that is backed up to a reserve or a ranch where where there happens to be a, an insane amount of, of moose, which are not even prevalent in Colorado. Like, it's a special thing that they're even there. She sends me a text message that morning, and she says, hey, I just want you to know. She sends me a picture of a moose oh. sitting <laughs> in the front yard, and she says, hey, just want to give you a heads up. Um, we have an injured moose on the property, and 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 don't worry about it. Uh, you know, whoever it is, the F, it's not the FWC, but whoever right. is their wildlife chapter there, uh, you don't worry about it. They're you know they're gonna be there, or they've already been there. Just don't worry about it. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm like we're gonna roll up, and right. this effing moose is gonna just be sitting right there in the front lawn. So. Let me stick with chronological order. Okay. Quick. So before we go to to check into that Airbnb. I had been doing research on something fun to do during that day because we couldn't get into our Airbnb later. So I found out about Mount Evans, okay. uh, which is was about an hour and a half from Evergreen where we were staying. And I found out that it, it is the highest paved road in North America, higher than Pikes Peak. Oh. Uh, and it is it takes you up uh, to the top of Mount Evans where you then have another, I think it's like a, a mile hike to get to the summit of Mount Evans. Dude, this when I tell you that this drive was the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. Really? And, I, and I accidentally, years ago, ended up on a road in North Carolina called the Tale of the Dragon. And I did it at night, and it was scary. And it was, But I did it at night, so I don't know if that made it less scary. So we, you have to like check in. You have to check in at this, this spot where they kind of tell you, hey, be warned what you're in for. Like, this is serious. There's no guardrails. It, it is what it is. So we start this hour plus drive up the mountain oh man and then you finally start getting to a point where it's, it's getting real and there was this this first turn where I, I gotta tell you the drop had to be i don't know 50 stories i mean i, don't, I mean it's, it's a it's a so far of a drop that you can't really see the ground oh. and you're going up the mountain on a complete curve where you can't see what's coming around the corner and there's no guardrails so i get to the first turn like that and I'm like, I looked at, I looked at my wife and I said, I don't think I can do it. I said, I don't think I can do it. Cause keep in mind, this was the first part of what was to be an hour drive like right. this. So I pull over and, and there was a kind of a scenic spot. We took some pictures. I said, you know, these pictures are really good. I said, this feels really cool. Do we really need to go 
the hour drive right. up the mountain. Well, the main reason I wanted to go up the mountain was because I found out that this is one of the only spots in Colorado where where you can find mountain goats and have access to them. Okay. Uh, so so that was like the sticking point. Is I said. Finally, I kind of talked myself into it. I said, but there's no mountain goats here. Right. I said, let's just keep pushing. Got to go see them goats. goats. And probably four or five times on the way up there, I stopped on these pull-offs. And I just kept saying, I can't go anymore. Like, I just, I was so, I mean, it was so insane taking these curves on what appeared to be just a little bit bigger than a one-lane road. Um I was scared. So she was scared. You know, she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think maybe we should turn back. Question for you quick. Is this, is it a one way? Like it's not one way, but it's, it's, it's not really big enough for two vehicles either. Right. So if somebody else is coming down, like they have to kind of stop and pull over whoever doesn't have a, it seems as if the protocol is whoever doesn't have a mountain on on their, you know, on the side of them, you've got to stop and pull over a little bit. So, so we, we finally make it, uh, which was an amazing drive. And in a couple of the stops I took pictures of, uh, there was snow, by the way, there was snow up here. It was, uh, it was, I think when we got up there, it was about 40 degrees. So we stopped a couple times. There's all this melting snow water that I, that I got into that was delightful. We're seeing these little, um, I don't even know what the hell we determined they finally were. They're like a woodchuck. Okay. Like a marmal. You ever see that? All I can think about is that meme where that creature on a rock start, looks like it starts yelling. Yeah, I think that's, that, that's I think what a, they are. I think it's a wood. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. So there were those all over, and then finally we make it up to the top of the mountain. Gopher. And uh, is it a gopher? I think so. I, whatever the hell it was, Either they way. were very funny, and they didn't seem to be scared of people. So finally we make it up uh, to the far as we can go in the vehicle, and then we we hike up to this area where you can kind of see some people standing around. And I had mentioned to somebody when we got out of the car, because there was another couple there, I said, I said, did you guys see any mountain goats? I said, no, 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 they told us the mountain goats weren't out today. Oh. So I'm like, damn. Because there's, I guess there's one herd that kind of works the side, that goes up and down the mountain. And, uh, and so I was kind of bummed, and we start the hike up there, and I can see this group of people kind of gathering around, um, about five or six people, and it, had to, it was a little rugged. You had to climb over to get there. And sure enough, we kind of go... Get, get in front of them and there's just a whole herd of mountain goats just standing there right on the uh, on the side of the mountain little baby mountain goats playing Ugh. with each other uh it was it was amazing. I couldn't believe that we were that close to them in the first place and secondly just uh just taking in that site with the most amazing backdrop in the back uh with the, with the mountain goats uh scurrying around was was pretty damn cool dude that sounds that sounds amazing you just mentioned uh pike Pikes Peak. Pikes Peak. I just, for the first time, saw a video of that, yeah. of, of a guy up there at the top drinking a cup of coffee, and he's showing, you can see the curvature of the yeah, earth, yeah. like, he, up it, there. So you were up higher than that. It's what, well, so here's the thing. Pikes Peak, the mountain is higher. Okay, okay, but okay. The, but the road, the road, the road that takes you there on Mount Evans is higher. And um, so that was amazing. We had to, it was weird being up there because I didn't want to go back down. Right. <laughs> I just didn't want to make all that time getting well, up there. Well, not only that, I just, I was, as we were driving up, and I was terrified of a lot of the turns on a lot of the roadway. I was also looking at the other side of the road, looking at what was coming my way, having to go down because you're actually right up against the no guardrail edge more going down than you are coming up. Oh, that's terrifying. So it was it was terrifying, but also the payoff was totally worth it. We got to bond with some mountain goats. And at that point, we're thinking, okay, now we're gonna head back to our to our Moose Manor. Yep. The name of the the name of the listing was Moose Manor. Moose, there's a moose, a hurt moose in the front lawn. Right. There were no moose when we got there. 
I'm I'm so sorry. For yeah, and, and it was it was one of those things too where we walked up and and it was bizarre because the entire driveway covered in moose tracks, uh, <laughs> not the not the not the ice cream, actual physical Damn, moose I was tracks. About to bust out a spoon up to the up to the door. There's moose tracks. There are moose droppings everywhere. So I'm like, okay, well the hurt moose has moved along, yeah. but clearly the moose will be there and be here. So we spent pretty much those two days. We didn't leave after we got there, and our life was dedicated uh, to, to to spotting the moose when it came. Moose hunt 2022. We walked back into this reserve that was behind us. We walked up and down the mountainside back there. We took a couple drives through the neighborhood. And um, now a lot of big – it was still exciting. A lot of big, big-ass – uh, mule deer, like giant bucks with right. big ass. They, they rolled through quite often. Cool to see. Yeah. Cool to see. And then uh, the last night uh, we were there, a uh, a black fox came oh. right up on uh right up on the on the front porch, which was pretty cool. Uh, I, at first I thought it was a cat or someone's dog or something. And then um, once I once I walked up to the door and looked down, it was just kind of sitting there, and it was a black fox, which I guess are fairly rare. So um, that that was pretty damn cool. We also saw down in Evergreen, like in the city and by our first Airbnb, tons of elk. They just roam. It's so crazy to see them like that in these city areas. It's just like, here's a an auto parts store, right. you know, right at the base of a mountain. And there's just a giant elk sitting in the parking lot. So it, it, it's so crazy and very cool uh, to have those moments when you see uh, when you see wildlife like that. And I love those type of cities, Estes Park, uh, you right. know, other spots out in North Carolina where it's like the cross-section of civilization and, and nature. It's pretty sweet. Well, th- it's, it's crazy thinking of the elk over there, but I mean, down here, you, you could go to a, a gas station or a golf course and, and see an eight-foot alligator yeah, just walking yeah. across the parking lot, and you're like, yeah, well, this is Florida. Yeah, we, it, it, that's the... Um, that's We all have our own things. Yeah, exactly. You know, elk, uh, alligators, uh, they, they're all different. So... Um, it was a great time. We uh, we made it out of there. We had to leave. I will tell you the other shocking thing. I mean, I touched on the weather when we went um, when we were up in the mountains at our last place, which was the elevation was a bit higher. Dude, the weather the first day it didn't get over seventy degrees. Oh, that's beautiful. And then oh. when we left, and it was so chilly at night, all the windows open. When we left that morning, it was forty seven degrees. I saw hail for the first time in forever. Uh, the weather up in the mountains is uh, is wild. So it was a uh, it was quite the trip. I feel I feel rejuvenated. Uh, I did get lots of sleep in on the in between, lots good. of resting and all of those things. I don't know what it is about me because I'm not a good sleeper, dude. Put me on an airplane and it is almost instantaneous. Really, I am, I, it, it, before takeoff even happens. I'm snoozed out, and I think I have. A, I don't know the protocol or what was supposed to happen in this. I'm fairly certain that on the flight back, I was snoring the entire time because I, um, you know, when you're snoring so loud, which I, it doesn't happen to me ever, but it happens when you're snoring so loud that you wake yourself up. Yep. Well, we're on the flight back and I, all I know is that I had something going on in my headphones, a podcast or something. And, and just, I remember going <laughs> like, like gasping for breath. And then I just looked around and Danielle, my wife, she's asleep. So, and she also had headphones in. So I'm thinking, she has headphones in and she's asleep. She can't even tell me that I've been snoring right. you know, this in, in front of this entire plane for the past 45 minutes. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know when you wake somebody up or when you don't, um, but but it was, a, it was a hell of a trip. Yeah, you right? just keep going, especially on an airpl- airplane. Yeah, you're fine. I just, I, I don't just know. Snore it up. It must be something about the vibrations. It must be something about the vibrations yeah. uh, in, in the airplane that just kind of put me to sleep. Because usually, usually, that being said, I'm often leaving early. You know what I'm saying? Like five, we were up True. at like five a.m. and then even on uh, on whatever the hell day it was, we we left. We were up at like five thirty or six. So 
If if somebody's driving and you're like the passenger seat, do you do you fall asleep quickly? No, do you, I don't do you start fall, nodding I, off? I no. can't fall asleep in cars. Man. I will tell you because I don't. I also don't. This is a hidden secret about me. I don't trust anybody else driving. Okay. Not that I won't ride with other people, but I just. I'm thinking about your driving if you're driving. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like I need to be focused on what's happening on the road. Not that that's going to save my life or anything, uh, but at the same time, I need to know what's going on on the road. I was just talking to Mike O about that. I yelled at my wife. We we had a 23-hour car drive, and I, I drove 21 of those hours because it wasn't even her fault. Somebody came into our lane and almost almost sideswiped us, and I yelled at my wife. I was like, that's it. You're done. She, yeah. It was one hour into her driving. I was like, you're done. Get out. No, nope, I'm driving the rest of the way. Well, especially you take for granted how you really don't ride. Like, that's your wife. But if I find myself in a vehicle with other people for long periods of time, you take for granted how how that never happened. You know what I mean? As far as putting putting another driver in control of you for extended periods of time, you just realize, you know, that's that doesn't happen often. It's a lot of trust. You, I don't have a lot of that. You could say that. Uh, 727-579-1025, 1-800-771-1025. Those are the numbers, right? That's yeah. about right. Yeah, you, uh, you can also tweet the show. We like for you to interact in any way possible. At the John Senning, at the Corey Cardinal with no E. And always uh, show love to Drew Garabo at Drew on the radio. Uh, thank you very much to Mike O, uh, Corey Cardinal himself. Was Ryan Hoppy in here with you guys every day? He was in here um, Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, thank you to Ryan Hoppy as well. Appreciate the Mike O radio show stepping up and uh, filling in. Also, uh, props and thank you to everybody who uh, who heard some good things on the on the best of. I dug pretty deep for that one, a little deeper uh, yeah. than normal. We have so many big things that have happened on the show that I think those kind of get put into a best of rotation whenever those times come. And this time I tried to just start picking up and digging through old, old, uh, you know, old, old episodes and, yeah. and finding some, some gems. So, I heard nothing but great things. So yeah. Thank you to, uh, to everybody. I do appreciate it. And now we, sh- we shall see what people want to talk about. Uh, Hello. Yeah. Welcome to Drew Garabo live. Hey, how's it going? I, I know y'all were talking about those small animals you thought were gophers. I'm pretty sure they're called prairie dogs. No, they weren't. Uh, I'm sorry. The noise that, that you're coming from is, uh, <laughs> is is very aggressive. They're not prairie dogs. Right. Uh, they are um, solar dude just sent me a picture. I think that I don't even know if that's it. I don't even know if that's the thing I saw. He sent me a thing of a mar- marmot. Huh. Mar- marmot. Marmot. The, the thing, it, it's possible. But the things that I saw, they appeared to be bushier and they appeared to be, um, I don't know. I yeah, it's got to be a gopher. I, 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 the thing that gets up and yells that you were talking yeah, about, that's uh, definitely a gopher. Uh, but I will tell you, not all of those pictures look like the thing that I saw. All right. I've got, uh, some of them do, but not all of them. Yeah. Do. I'll send you pictures. I'll post a picture on Twitter, too, um, uh, of, the, of the creatures that I saw. Yeah, and that photo of you with the goats in the background. That one is the that's the best, dude. That's, that that's that's something. I mean, I couldn't. I was just in awe. I was just in awe. I took a couple of just the goats too, and uh, uh, just with a background, it was uh, yeah. it's it's crazy. There's it's a true lot. nature boy. Yeah. I said it in your post. Yeah, I'll say it again. It, yeah, it, 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 it's um, we have lots of beautiful unexplored areas in Florida as well. You know, yeah. uh, but it but it is really cool. It's very easy to kind of get sucked into the not the city life but just being surrounded by stuff you know and and not that i have this feeling that our entire united states or world is developed and there just isn't open land but there's something to be said for staring out at just untouched nature for as far as the eye can see you know it's i I don't know what 
uh, emotions it, it directly elicits, but there's just something that makes you feel good to know there's just that much pristine nature out there, even when it feels like we as humans are, you know, ruining all of it. That's exactly it. And it's great to, to take it all in. Oh, I took it all in. Oh, yeah. And more. Uh, welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Who's this? Hello. Live on the air. You've been holding for a minute. I want to give you a chance. But I will I will stop. Hi. 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 Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Who's this? Hi, this is Sharon. How hey, are you? I'm doing good. How are you today? Um, great. You know, you're I pulled up Mount Evans, Colorado, and I'm watching it on YouTube. Some guy drive up that road. It's crazy. It it was it was I can't even explain like, like I was telling my wife when we got to the top. I don't know the last time that I felt fear like that. It, it's just, um, it, it, it was a deep guttural fear when I was going around those turns. Like just the, the smallest thing could, could have me, you know, flying off the edge of a mountain. Yeah. Like you go through some of the mountain passes over there, like uh, Kenosha pass. And there's a couple other ones that are pretty crazy, but this one's insane. And I did Pike's peak and I've never done the Mount Evans, but next time I head out that way, I will probably try to uh, do that road. Yeah, I got to ask you. Hey, how was the concert? How was the concert? The concert was honestly, and, and I, I don't want to get sucked up in the moment, but I will tell you yeah. from the feelings that I still have and the and the feelings that I had there, it probably has to be the best concert experience I've ever had in, in my life. It was. Uh, I'm. It was. Crazy. I, I'm just dying to go. I'm just dying to go to one of them, and I want to know: Do you have to order the tickets beforehand? Do you know, or do they ever sell anything like when you get there? You have you have to get them before. I'm sure. I'm sure that it depends on the concert. I mean, we got ours, a, a, you know, a bit ahead of time, and, and shout out to my wife who got one of the because it's all general admission, which I did not know until huh. this experience. It's all general admission except the first four rows. So don't ask me okay. how. But my wife got us good tickets. We were like in the fourth row. Hell yeah! So um, okay. And- I would recommend those. All right, and I got one more question for you. Do they allow you to camp in the parking parking lot overnight, or you have to vacate? I don't believe that you can park overnight. There were people actually wow. giving us dirty looks, and I think about ready to ask us to leave, and we were there about three hours after. So it didn't. I didn't All see right. one other person right. there, and I don't think so. Oh, super. I'm glad you had a great trip, and uh, you have a wonderful day, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank Bye you. Now. I appreciate that. I'm watching one of these YouTube videos of, of people driving up Mount Evans right now. This... <laughs> Dude, it was, it was so effing scary. It looked like just watching this video is terrifying. It just, it kind of, it just puts something inside your, at some point I said, cause I was just driving down the middle of the road and you can't see, there's no mirrors. You right. can't see if someone's coming around the corner. And I said, and, and my wife was going, you're too far, you're too far to the left. And I said, here's the deal. I said, if I'm going to, if someone comes whipping around this corner it's better for me to smash into them head on and hope that we go this way rather than me be close to the edge and then send me off the side of the mountain. Right. So I was, uh, you know, I was just, I was just, white knuckling uh, it the I mean, whole time. Dude, I bet. those those corners legit four miles an hour, just just holding on for dear life, time and time again for over an hour. And I guess the the last portion of it is very often not open. They said usually there's. There's not, uh, it's not free of snow until after the 4th of July. Huh. So usually the last portion is gated off and there's snow on that. So the fact that it was open and it's, it's rough. This is not oh. a pristine road. There are giant potholes. There are portions where the road just kind of seems to disappear on the right side. So it's a, um, just tumbled away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's the, th- so I did start doing research after like how many people have died on this mountain. Surprisingly, not tons, but I mean, it does, it does happen. So 
my uh, one of the one of the two times I drove out to Salt Lake City, um, the road. I don't know which one it was. I don't. I don't think it was an interstate. I don't remember where it was. But I'm up there, and the vehicle that I was in went sideways. We were up on the uh, oh. up on the top, and my vehicle went sideways, and then just kept going. I gained control again, and the rest of the ride up there, which was probably about thirty to forty five minutes, I was on the edge of the road. You know how you know how on the interstate how it has like those divots where yeah. That's what I drove oh. on. The rest, and I was going five got, miles an yeah. hour. I was like, nope, I am, there were semis passing me. Oh. My wife wakes up, she's like, what happened? I was like, no, I am I am not doing this ever. I was, yeah. and then, I, and then I'm, I'm telling one of the guys uh, that I worked with about that road. He was like, oh yeah, that that road is has the most deaths in the United States. Yeah. Like, because people literally just fall off the edge of the mountain. Dude, it's so crazy. And the thing is, I don't, I don't know why uh, they can't just find a little bit of cheddar uh, to put up some guardrails. Right? Like if there was just something there, it would it would be just a smidge less terrifying. Maybe it has something to do with keeping the beauty of it. Maybe the fact mm-hmm. that you can look out over the edge and see the world and your impending death. Uh, there, there's something to it. Um, but it's it sure That's is terrifying, man. Uh, let's take let's take one because we're way late. Uh, welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Who's this? Hi, it's Leah. How you doing? Hi, Leah. What's going on today? So I'm from Colorado, and those little creatures that you're seeing, did they make little chirping sounds like chirp? Maybe they chirp. did. I don't know that I heard I don't know that I heard it. The only thing I can relate it to is that it's the thing on the meme where the little creature screams. So it's called a whistle pig. A whistle pig? Look, look up whistle pig. Yeah, whistle pig. I got in trouble um, the last time I, and- I said that to a girl. <laughs> All right, whistle pig. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Oh, yeah, that is exactly what it is. There you go. That's the creature. These are yep. absolutely them. Huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at you. Look and at you. <laughs> the reason they don't have guardrails up there, like on imaging and paths, is because there's no ground or land to put the guardrails yeah. in that will stay. Yeah, it, I, I do There's get rock that. slides. Yeah, it rock slides and, and, you know, the mountains fluff off all the time. And so they have had things there in the past, but it just ends up at the bottom of the valley and... Yeah, it, it's something yeah. else. It makes for it makes for quite a unique uh, uh, driving experience. Yeah, but isn't it a great oh adrenaline gosh. rush? It, it, it really was. I mean, that was the thing when it was all said and uh-huh. done. I felt so alive. I, I really did. And, and having taken in uh, some of the most beautiful sights that I've ever witnessed in my life, I was definitely feeling very alive and and still slightly terrified. Getting uh-huh. so close to death will do that to you. Yeah. For real. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you. I appreciate Have a great you cluing us in on the whistle pig. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, lots to get to. Uh, we've got to touch on, the, the when I left, the day that I left, we were just starting to hear about the giant snail. Now I'm hearing that, that parts of Pasco County are under some form of quarantine. Huh. Uh, we have to touch on uh, the giant snail. And also, I've been getting messages and a couple tweets. Uh, somebody was calling, and I guess one of the uh, – world-famous dishes, uh, uh, you know, in, in Colorado or world